Goat guns are GOAT. Our miniature gun models will make you the center point of attention. Display them at your office desk, bookshelf, or man cave. Collect and customize goat guns to your own liking. Each goat gun model has intricate parts that snap together to assemble. Start your next hobby addiction at GoatGuns.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley. And this is your Weekly Weekly Dose of Wicked. On this day of podcastmas, my favorite podcasters gave to me 12 poisonings, 11 eyeball pluckings, 10 sleepless weekends, 9 missing hobos, 8 awkward dates, 7 medical malpractices, 6 southern stabbings, 5 golden rings, a quadruple homicide, a few cryptic notes, 2 teenage dirtbags, and a lunatic ex-husband. Well, hey there, darlings. How y'all doing today? We're just here to cover your sixth day of podcast, Miss, when we cover six southern stabbings. I just can't take you seriously <laughs> with your southern accent. It's so good, though. That's a matter of opinion. I think it's fantastic. So anyway, in honor of our six southern stabbings, um... Even though I've lived in the good old South below that Mason Dixon for 26 years now, I um, couldn't think of a single way to greet you. So I decided to uh, do a little Google search. And in the process of that, came across some pretty hilarious Southern sayings that I want to share with you now. So if you don't care to hear that, then you can just move on along. Skip ahead, like, I don't know, a minute or two. So Ashley and I are going to share some of our favorite Southern sayings with you. All right, I told Ashley, I think my favorite one is... Lord willing and the creek don't rise. So funny. I hear that all the time at work. It's all my little <laughs> southern old people. Mm-hmm. I'll see I'll see you at church next Sunday, Lord willing and the creek don't rise. That's right here. Uh what else we got? Uh the other funny one. Um It doesn't matter a hill of beans. Like, what are you talking about? Why are you making beans into hills? It's the one I just found. I don't know. He's busier than a cat covering crap on a marble floor. <laughs> What? <laughs> oh, my other favorite is uh, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. <laughs> There's so many. Oh, this one's so good too. She was madder than a wet hand. Like, yeah, I love that. What? My manager at work, she knows everything, and she quite regularly, like when she knows she's right, says, "Well, if I'm not right, I'll eat my hat." <laughs> like you're not wearing a hat, ma'am. Yeah. I find some of the sayings to be quite funny. What I don't find funny is um, my husband's obnoxious southern accent that half the time, I don't even know what the heck he's talking about. Sounds like he's got crap in his mouth. Yeah, it does. Uh, He says, instead of twice, he says, I I done told you twice. He has a D on the end, which is very annoying to me. (laughs) He says, (laughs) he says, um, I was trying to think of a sentence, but. He went that away. Like, no, he didn't go that away. He went that way, sir. And then I went squalling my tires. And then I was squalling my tires. And then I spilled oil all over the ground. You spilled oil? That's what I said. Nope. That's not what you said, sir. <laughs> and even though I've never once heard my husband say it, I can't ever do an, impress- an impression of him without saying, daggum, daggum, daggum. That's about as useful as tits on a bowl. <laughs> oh man what else does he say uh 
Ain't no count. He says that all the time. I still don't know what that means. <laughs> I have no idea. We've been together 12 years, and I don't know what that means. He says it all the time. I think it means if it ain't no count, I think it means it's not good. He normally says it in reference to food. I've never heard him say that. He says it regularly. We're allowed to make fun of Southerners because we've lived here our whole lives, pretty much. I know. We're probably coming off as condescending <laughs> a-holes, but... I'm technically a Southerner. I was born here. That's true. And I mean, I've been here for 26 years, but... I was trying to think of something else he says. Say that. That drives me nuts. <laughs> he just he just says, say. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, say. And I'm like, what? So if he doesn't hear me, then he'll be like, say. Instead of saying, what did you say? He just says, say. Yeah. So when I started working where I work, I work in a very small um, county that has, like, their own language. I don't <laughs> understand. Like, the words <laughs> they say. I'm like, what are you guys even talking about? Are you speaking English? I don't understand. But they use all of the same words that Jacob uses. Yeah, I know. So instead of being able to make fun of them, they make fun of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the other day, I wore my weekly, weekly dose of Wicked Beanie to work. And they were like, oh, I love your toboggan. And I was like, my what? And they were like, your toboggan. I was like, my beanie? A toboggan is a sled. They were like, yeah, a toboggan is a sled. A toboggan is a hat. That's the same word. <laughs> It's not, though. It is, though. What else does he say? He says winder and yeller. Yeah, I wish I could think about I was just telling Sierra, I wish I would have been more prepared within the last week if I would have just wrote down all of the crazy sayings that my coworkers and my patients say. Because they say some things, and I'm like, literally, you're not speaking English. I don't even know what you're talking about. Again, I've lived here for 26 years. Born and raised in the South, and their language is something else. It's a wild time. It is a wild time. The South is a wild place to live. I just think it's funny because a majority of the time, now not always, because sometimes you come across rude Southerners, but a majority of the time, Southerners are very polite to you. Yes. And, but they'll say things and like, you know, they're being condescending, but they say it with a smile. Right. And, and then you're like, well, thank you for being an asshole. Right. Right. You like, thank them for being rude to you. It's like they hand you a cup of sweet tea and say something condescending and you just melt like putty. A couple weeks ago, I had one of my patients said, oh, your hair's up today. What a change. And I said, thank you. You know, I've gotten a lot of compliments on my hair today. I said, which is weird because I thought it looked really bad. She said, oh, well, honey, I didn't say it looked good. (laughs) I was like, okay, but she said it so nicely and like with a smile. And I was like, that was really mean, but okay, thanks. Yeah. Like I'll be at the grocery store and they'll, they'll be like, so, okay. This is, it can be taken two ways. I feel like when they say it to me at the grocery store, it is a nice way. But they'll be like, my sweetheart, you sure do have your hands full. As I'm like corralling my three heathen children. And I'm like, yeah, I do. They're quite a bit of a handful. And they're like, oh, bless your heart. So I feel like when they say it that way, they're being nice to me. But other times when they say bless your heart, they're really just saying like, F you. Yeah, or you're a moron. Oh, bless your heart. Oh, bless your heart. You dumb pile of sticks. (laughs) You dumb pile of sticks. (laughs) (laughs) That was a Southern thing, was it not? (laughs) Yeah, it was. All right. I guess the Southern accent portion of the evening is over since Ashley told me I was not allowed to tell my case in my Southern accent. I mean, I just don't think it's necessary. I think it's fantastic. And I think our listeners are going to love it. I think they're going to request Southern Sierra a lot more. Southern Sierra? (laughs) Because I'm quite (laughs) I have a Southern Sierra. I'm telling you, when I talk to Southern customers, my Southern accent comes out. It's not that dramatic. No, I understand. Like, um... Tyler's best friend, Country Cody. Yeah, Country Cody. It's like when I'm talking to Southerners, my Southern comes out. And when I'm talking to Northerners, my Northern comes out. 
I talk really fast. I get like cussy. I swear a lot, you know. And when I'm talking to Southerners, I gotta, I gotta slow down, and I gotta, you know. I had that sweet old man that one day that I was doing an estimate at his house, and I get, I was almost done, you know. And he said, "Now he said, now sweetheart, where are you from?" And I said, "Well, what do you mean?" And he said, "Well, you're trying real hard at that Southern accent, but you ain't from here." <laughs> I said, you know, in all of my years in North Carolina, nobody has ever called out my Southern accent. So I thought it was pretty good. He said, I mean, it, he said, it's all right, but it ain't genuine. <laughs> and I said, I'm from upstate New York. And he said, I knew it. <laughs> but anyway, moving on. All right. So let's jump into podcast, miss. I want to preface this episode. First of all, I want to let everyone know. I love you all, but I got to tell you, podcast miss is kicking my ass. Same. Like, this is the most exhausting idea we ever had. This is the most exhausted I've ever been in my life. Same. Because not only are we doing podcast, Miss, but um, I don't know if you guys know, but it's December. Yeah. So there's a lot of presents to buy. There's a lot of presents to wrap. We got a big family. There's a lot of festivities to do. Um, I talked a little bit about it. I'm a real big procrastinator, and my um certifications were gonna, are going to lapse at the end of the month. And uh, I had a lot of continuing educations to do. My own fault there, but by the way, finally finished them. I'm recertified, so all no worries. Good job, procrastinator. That was awful. Yeah, I'd say it's kicking both of our butts pretty hard. I mean, I don't know about you. I've been doing a lot more festivities than you. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know how I'm even functioning right now, to be honest. So, like, what did we do? What are you laughing at? (laughs) I'm still looking at Southern sayings. (laughs) He's slicker than pig snot on a radiator. (laughs) What? Okay, pay attention to me complaining. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm going to minimize the screen. Okay. So anyway, all I'm saying is, I've had a lot of festivities going on. Christmas party galore, kids in plays. Yeah, hour, like three hour chunks each time. Um, we went to the Polar Express last week. All of us did that. That was lots of fun. That was an amazing time. It was. Loads of fun. Um, recommend, and if you're anywhere near Spencer, North Carolina. Yes, if you're anywhere, well, they can't go, it's sold out. But next year, if you're anywhere near Spencer, North Carolina, you should go 100%. Well worth the money. Uh, it was a magical time. I don't know. I just have so much to do. And then I've got to edit every single episode of Podcast Miss. It's really kicking my butt. Like, I literally have been up the past two nights until four or five, uh, three nights, actually. I fell asleep in the bathtub last night. I know, you're a real rock star. I'm actually just like a tornado. <laughs> I'm just like fly, flinging things around, but it's fine. Whatever. It'll all be worth it in a, a week when Christmas is done. You're running around like a chicken with his head cut off. I am. But in good news, um, with whatever good news is, I did finish my Christmas shopping. It is done. That is very good. It's a record. It's a record for me. I've never done that early. But anyway, you guys don't give a, sh- a shat about. I don't know why that that was awkward. I don't know why I said chat, but anyway. <laughs> it was awkward. I, was, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just going to let it go. No, they don't care about our busy lives. All they care about is podcast, miss. So let's get it done. All right, let's go. So, all right, so let's start with six other stabbings. All right, so I want to start this off with, just, just to be clear, not all six victims were stabbed. I wasn't aware of that when we picked it for six other stabbings because the source that we read said serial killer, six victims, method of killing was stabbing. After looking into the case, that is not true. They were not all stabbed. But they were either stabbed or shot, so it still works. You can either do six southern stabbings, six southern shootings. Either way, six victims, they were either stabbed or shot. That works. Next order of business I need to talk to uh, talk about is um, this 
is the most infuriating case I've ever had to research because there's literally nothing on it. There's a Wikipedia page. There's one article in Murderpedia. There's a fandom, and the fandom is literally completely blank. There's nothing there except for his birthday. So infuriating to research. Um, I even attempted to see if any other podcast covered it. Nothing. I found one podcast that covered it after extensive searching. Uh, Fruit Loops podcast is the name of it. So if you guys want to check them out, I only listened to part of their episode, but more than welcome to go check them out. Um, yeah. Thank you so- for giving us permission to go check out another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't giving you permission. I was just saying you should go check them out if you want to. I don't really care what you guys do. As long as you tune in every week. Oh, we should have announced that we got 10,000 downloads. Oh, we'll announce that real quick. I can't, actually. This is a this is a jumbled up mess. This is going to be the most hated episode we've ever done. Yeah, probably. It's fine. Great news. It's because we're exhausted. But anyway, great news. Uh, our podcast reached 10,000 downloads today. So Woo-hoo! thank you. Thank you so much for the continued support. All right. So anyway. Pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing. I was really excited about it. But anyway, back to the what, what we care about. Uh, yeah. So this is infuriating to research. So that being said, it might be the shortest episode of Podcast Miss yet. Um, that's why we filled it with Southern sayings to try and make it a little meatier. You're welcome. Make a little meaty boy for you. So, yeah. Um, also that being said, a majority of my information came from Wikipedia, so it could be completely made up. We'll pretend like it's not. I'm just letting you know. So if any of it's wrong, uh, maybe some of you are like experts on this guy. And if you are, please let me know because I want to know where you got your information. I did find a link where you could buy a handwritten letter by him, but they were sold. (laughs) What? They were sold out. (laughs) Well, that sucks. That's what I wanted for Christmas. I know. I tried. I was going to buy you one. But okay. Anyway. All right. So let's jump into it. Uh, Michael DeVern Terry was born in 1960 in Tallahassee, Alabama. Not to be confused with Tallahassee in Florida. Honestly, I thought you were just saying it wrong. I was like barely confused. I was like, I've never heard uh, anyone pronounce it like that. <laughs> no. No, it's ta- it's Tallahassee. I'm going to go with because it's T-A-L-L-A-S-S-E-E. So Tallahassee. That's what I'm going with. Okay, sounds good. Tell maybe us. it's may, maybe it's Tallahassee. Either, either way, way, it doesn't matter. It's either way. It's not Tallahassee. I did think it was Tallahassee. I actually had it initially as Tallahassee, and thankfully I fact checked and I was wrong. So it is Tallahassee, Alabama. Um, there's really not a lot of information on the dude. So he dropped out of high school in tenth grade. Pretty immediately, he began committing petty crimes. His criminal record includes battery, robbery, aggravated assault, and possession of an unlicensed firearm. Michael Terry was a man of many names. Michael James Potts, Big T, and Big Mike, just to name a few. It's important later on. Okay. So, in 1983, Michael Terry relocated to Atlanta, Georgia, which is about two hours from Tallahassee, Alabama. There, he rented a room in a rooming house by Morris Brown College. Do you know what a rooming house is, Ashley? I mean, it sounds like a... Kind of like a group home that you pay to be in. Yeah, essentially it's just a house with a bunch of rooms and you uh, just rent out single rooms. And then the common areas are shared. So that's that. Um, He was employed at a tire company. Michael was described by his coworkers and neighbors as a weird loner who carried a gun on him at all times. Um, Just some information that could be related to the case. Uh, In Georgia... Sodomy was illegal until 1998. Was legal? Illegal. Okay. Sodomy was illegal until 1998. Do you know what sodomy is? 
Well, I thought I did, but maybe I don't, so why don't you tell me? <laughs> uh, sodomy is anal and oral sex. Okay, not what I thought it was. What did you think sodomy was? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I really want to know, though. I can edit it out. What did you think it was? <laughs> Just tell me. What did you think it was? I now know that it is an episiotomy. I was like, you know, sniffing <laughs> up the vagina. <laughs> I was no. really confused. <laughs> <laughs> you were confused of why I was talking about that? Yeah. <laughs> no. Sodomy. Sodomy I was like, was where is this case going? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Sodomy is illegal in Georgia. until it's 19- illegal. Illegal until 1998. Okay. That's super weird. So. Okay. So anal sex, not allowed. Got it. Anal or oral? Oh, both. Got it. Yeah. None. None of that. Um, anything that it could be considered unnatural. Why is that unnatural? I don't know, Ashley, but that's how it's defined. <laughs> that's how it's defined by law. They have like laws against unnatural sex, and that includes anal and oral. Um, so, so prior to 1949 in Georgia, sodomy, sodomy was punishable by life in prison. Okay. So, so you get your pee pee sucked. <laughs> you're in life in prison. <laughs> Ashley, we're too tired to do this today. <laughs> Yeah, I know. This is the worst episode we've ever recorded. (laughs) Okay. It's not funny, Ashley. Okay, stop. I don't even know where I was now. Uh, You were talking about sodomy. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, it's okay. So anyway, we got to get back to this. All right. Now that we can both breathe again. No, we can both breathe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Okay, so prior to 1949, sodomy was punishable by life in prison, okay? So, and then in 1949, they amended the law, and the punishment was de- was decreased to just one to ten years in prison. Okay, better, I guess. Yeah, and then finally, 1998, the Supreme Court in um, Georgia finally, like, overturned that, and now sodomy is legal. All right, to an extent, to an extent. If there's still some parts of it that are illegal, like, if you're caught, like, in public, obviously, but, like, Pretty much in the privacy of your own home, you can ha- you can partake in anal and oral sex. Okay. Now, um, so I listened to that Fruit Loops podcast. Mm-hmm. Like I said, parts of it. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I honest, I stopped at, I don't know. I listened to like maybe 20 minutes of it. It's an hour long. They said, like they were really surprised by the sodomy being a legal thing. It doesn't surprise me. The South has stupid laws. So that's what I put. So I actually put in here, it's still illegal in North Carolina. Anal and oral sex is illegal in the state of North Carolina. Still. Again, doesn't surprise me. Stupid laws. Right. So to me, 
I didn't think it was that shocking at all. It didn't surprise me at all. The reasoning for that is because a lot of the laws in the South were written uh, when the United States of America was settled. And I, I mean, like when they made the states of North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, like they wrote the laws and a lot of the laws are still in effect. Yeah. And they're dumb. Um, yeah. So sodomy is still legal in North Carolina. Um, there's still a law in place in North Carolina, as far as I know, that you can take your wife to the courthouse and beat her with anything less than an inch in diameter on Sundays. You can marry your cousin, but you can't marry your double cousin. Right. And you might be wondering, what is a double cousin? Well, a double cousin is when your mother and father are both related. So like if Ashley, my sister, were to marry my husband's brother, our children would then be double cousins. You can't marry a double cousin, but first cousins are free, free, free picking. Go for it. Um, Adultery is illegal in North Carolina. Yep. Adultery is illegal in North Carolina. There's lots of laws. I mean, I don't know that that's stupid. I think adultery should be illegal. You shouldn't cheat on your spouse. I mean, I don't think you should do that, but I mean, I don't see why it's illegal. Because marriage is a holy sanction in the South, and you don't do that. But anyway, it doesn't matter. That's not the point. I just wanted to say that, like, they were really shocked by it. I was not surprised by it in the least bit since in North Carolina it's illegal. Um, I will say it's not enforced in North Carolina. Like, it's not strongly enforced. None of those stupid laws are that we just mentioned. They don't, like, come in your bedroom. Well, the double cousin one is. Well, yeah, but, well, I mean, if they looked into it. Yeah, I guess. I don't even know if they check it. But when whatever. you sign a marriage license, you just have to say that you're not. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. In certain states, you have to do a blood test. North Carolina is not one of them. Right. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. You're not married to my double cousin, so it doesn't matter for me. But Whatever. I just wasn't surprised by it. Uh, and then I also put on here, it's not strongly enforced in North Carolina. They're not, like, coming into your bedrooms and, like, what are you guys doing in there? Uh, but they do still use that law in North Carolina to prosecute prostitutes who offer oral sex. I actually found a whole article on how that law is helpful in prosecuting sex workers. Um, because apparently, I don't know how this is factual, but it's the one article I read said North Carolina doesn't have any laws on, like, having sex in public. I don't see how that's true. It said indecent exposure is only um, like punishable if you're seen by a member of the opposite sex who didn't want to see you. So I don't know. I don't know. Regardless, though, it said that the, really the only time they use it is to prosecute prostitutes and people having sex in public. Hmm. So whatever. Uh, uh, let's move past this. You know, dad listens to this. I'm talking about sex a lot. This is very uncomfortable for me. <laughs> <laughs> he fell asleep tonight listening to our podcast. That's so cute. Mom said that she walked in and he was sleeping with our podcast line. It's because he's not caught up and I gave him shit about it. <laughs> well, apparently this podcast miss is really hard for people to get caught up on. He said that he didn't know how we were going to do podcast miss because I couldn't even keep up with our regular episodes. He didn't know how I was going to keep up with doing 12 in a row. Well, guess what, dad? Here we are. I've done. I'm, I've been caught up so far. Sierra's being a rock star. All right. So anyway. Let's get back to it. So um, while there were organizations that were popping up in Georgia that were fighting for gay rights in the 70s and 80s, it was still pretty taboo to be gay in the 80s. Like, we know that. Right. Especially in the South. Especially, I mean, yeah, especially in the South. But, like, a lot of people who were gay didn't want to come out as gay. I don't know if that's pertinent, but I just felt like, you know, maybe you guys want to know that. 
So anyway, moving on. Now back on to the, like, the actual case. That was just like some background information. So from December of 1985 to October of 1986, there was a string of murders in Atlanta. And although they were six gay men of color and they were all shot and or stabbed, they did not think that they were related at first. I don't know how that could be. Well, I don't know, but we're going to find out. So our first victim was, this goes pretty quick. So I'm just going to let you know. You need to pay attention. This goes very quick. Okay. Undivided description. All right. So our first victim was 24-year-old Richard Williams. His body was found in a vacant building on Mason Turner Road on December 6th of 1985. He had been stabbed twice and suffered from a gunshot wound in the back of the head. On December 14th of 1985, uh, remains of Curtis Lee Brown, 21, were found in a secluded part of Dean Rusk Park. Initially, the remains were unidentified, but four days after his disappearance, Curtis's girlfriend reported him missing. He had went out for a pack of cigarettes and never returned. Uh, he had been shot twice in the back of the head, and his pants were pulled down. He had no ID on him. Police were able to track Curtis's last known whereabouts to a local tavern where witnesses claimed to have seen him leave with a regular named Big Mike. Dun, dun, dun. I recognize that name. I know. Uh, Alvin George, 31, was found on March 20th of 1986 in an alleyway near Terry's residence. He'd been stabbed multiple times in the neck. Jason B. McCauley, age 18, was found in the same alleyway as Alvin George. But not related. On April 6th of 1986. So, like, two weeks later. Not related at all, though. In the same alleyway, both stabbed in the neck, but they were not related. Um, I, he also had been stabbed to death in the neck, was my next line. Uh, witnesses say that they saw Jason with a man matching the description of Michael Terry prior to his death. George Willingham, age 30, was found in a field by a freeway on September 13th of 1986. He had been shot three times in the head and stabbed multiple times. So not only was this overkill, but he's also the only victim to have been mutilated. His body was mutilated. It seems like every time he's like getting more and more vicious. Yes. Uh, he was found with his pants and underwear around his ankles. On October 20th of 1986, Daryl O. Williams, age 20, was found in an abandoned apartment building. He was last seen at a bar on October 5th, so 15 days prior to being found. Uh, his body was showing significant signs of decomposition. He had been shot once in the back of the head. So, obviously, the gay community in Atlanta is terrified. Clearly, I would be, too. It was obvious to them that someone was targeting gay men of color in the area. But they're wrong because the police said so. Yeah, well, the police, they don't see any relationship between the murders. Uh, the reason for that most more than likely is because the murders were assigned to six different detectives. And none of these detectives were working together. But they all were from the same police department, right? I mean, they should have been. They were all in very close proximity. But again, there's not a lot of information on this. So I can't be certain of that, but... Okay. Two of them were found in the exact same alley. So those two were definitely at the same police department. Okay. You would just think that they would at least, you know, talk about their cases. I think four of them were in very close proximity to Terry's home. So those were at least, at least four of them was for certain the same, like, precinct. Okay. So not only were all of the victims um, gay men of color. But all six men were also found either with their pants down or at least open, like unbuttoned and unzipped. Uh, according to autopsy report, four of the six men had engaged in anal sex prior to being murdered. The other two were not evaluated for signs of anal sex, so they couldn't say for sure if they had or had not, which to me is an oversight. Yeah, definitely should have looked for that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, four of the victims had been shot in the back of the head. Surprisingly, all four of those victims had actually been shot by a thirty-eight by thirty-eight caliber bullets. So same gun. So it actually was two different guns, but oh. same type of bullet. They didn't even put that together. Uh, the two victims who had been stabbed to death were stabbed by similar, if not the same, weapon. So a lot of similarities. Finally, Detective Sheila Cumberworth and Detective Marcellus Heed realized that the cases were related. So these two began working together uh, to solve the two cases that they were assigned. So each of them had been assigned one case. And they, for some reason, realized that the cases were connected. So I don't know if they were talking about it. I don't know what they did. But they, they figured out that their cases at least were connected. So they started working on their two cases together, and then they realized at that point that there were actually six cases that were all related once they started working together. So after spending countless hours questioning people related to all six cases, Cumberworth and Heed had a suspect, a man known as Big Mike. So if you'll remember, two victims, Alvin George and Jason McCauley, uh, of course you remember because this is like the shortest case in the history of cases. (laughs) But anyway, they'd both been found in the same alley. And the alley was directly behind the rooming house where Michael Terry lived. So, not very secretive about his uh, murdering. No. So, so while they were questioning people in the area and giving them a description of their suspect, one of Michael's neighbors actually mentioned uh, his name. So, on November 28th, 1986, Michael Terry was arrested at his place of employment. So, essentially, one of the detectives went, they arrested him. The other detective went and got, like, a search warrant for the rooming house or whatever so that they could look through his belongings. Um, But he seemed to have been pretty cooperative. Shortly after his arrest, he admitted to all six murders. Um, He admitted to having sex with the men and then killing them. Uh, He claimed that he killed all six of them in self-defense, though. Oh, okay. That's why they were shot in the back of that. And that's why their pants were down. Yes. He claimed that they had disagreements over payment. The men became violent, so he had to kill them to save himself. What were they paying for? Uh, Well, that's a great question, Ashley. So Terry would only choose young men of color who were street hustlers. So like sex workers. Yeah. So male prostitutes, essentially. Um, He never approached them. He essentially would like lean against a wall or find somewhere to sit and he would let them approach him. And when he found one that he liked, then he would, you know, like, move forward. He would take them to a remote area for sex and then kill them. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, anyway, regardless, whatever, he was still brought to trial on murder charges, even though he claimed that it was, you know, self-defense. I mean, was there any evidence to support self-defense? Again, there's not a lot on the case, but I don't see how there could be any evidence of self-defense. He shot them in the back of the head. Like that's Oh, not I mean, I agree 100%, but I was just asking. Like, No, I don't, I don't think that there could have been any he evidence. He has these of- claims. Was there anything to support his claims, or was he just a crazy lunatic? Because that's what it sounds like. Yeah, it sounds like, to me, maybe he just thought like he could get off. But no, I mean, that's not, that's not the case. Like, there's no, I don't think there's any evidence of self-defense. But again, there's not a lot on the case. So Okay. I was just curious if there was anything to support his crazy craziness. It does not seem so. And I also am not sure how he claimed self-defense when he literally mutilated his fifth victim's body. Right. Like he cut like down his entire torso, like mutilated his body for no reason. And he shot him three times and stabbed him 
multiple. Like, that's not self-defense. Yeah, why him out of all of those people? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Again, don't know. So, anyway, he's brought to trial on murder charges. Um, The jury is three men, nine women. And then once he's at trial, uh, Michael Terry actually takes back his confession. He says that he felt provoked by police, and so he wants to remove his confession from evidence. He said it didn't matter what he said. Either way, the police weren't going to believe him. So he just went along with what they wanted him to say. Okay. Uh, Nonetheless, he was found guilty, and he was convicted uh, in the murders of Richard Williams and Curtis Brown. So two of his victims, and he received two consecutive life sentences. So were those just the two that they had, like, the most evidence on? That's why they convicted him? So they, I don't know why those were the two that they convicted him on, but the following year, he was brought to trial again for the murder of George Willingham, which is the body that he mutilated. Mm-hmm. Um, the prosecutors went for the death penalty uh, because of the violent nature of the crime, uh, but instead he was given a third life sentence. In an effort to avoid more trials, Terry did eventually uh, admit to all six murders and so he did end up receiving six life sentences <clears throat> good at least he got what he deserved yep and he has remained incarcerated as of october 2021 so i mean i'm sure he's not gonna get out so i'm sure he's not gonna get out either i just think it's crazy that there's nothing on this case yeah that is pretty crazy this, this is a legit serial killer 48 hours where are you at uh, Dateline, where are you at? And it's not that long ago. I mean, 1986. So, I mean, yeah, it's almost 40 years, but... Oh, I don't know why I thought that. For some reason, I was thinking 2006. No, 1986, you dork. Well, even then, the, that's long it's not, ago. There should be... I don't think it's that long. I think there should be plenty on it. It's 40 years ago, almost. Right. About 30, 35 years. There's, like, nothing on it. That's really it. Like, that's really all there is. I mean, there's, like, nothing on it. It's insane to me. Yeah, like, Homeboy crazy. killed six people. Right. And, I mean, it sounds like it was a pretty, like, brutal case. Right. Right. This is definitely something that we should care about and we should uh, have specials on. Yeah, I don't understand that. I mean, like, think of how many how many cases they overcover. Right. And then you've got, like, this one. There's literally nothing on. Like, it's insane to me. And then also, like, these kick-ass detectives who, like, figured it out. Where's their freaking, like, autobiography of, like, how they solved this serial killer? I want to know. Because <laughs> he's a legit serial killer. Yeah. Six people? Like, that's crazy. Six people. He killed six people, and we just get a Wikipedia page and one article on him. It's insane. Yeah, that is insane. I've never... I mean, like, the case that I'm about to do, it didn't have a ton on it, but, like... And it, it's Murderpedia had, like, nothing, which was very annoying. But, um, I mean, still more than one article. Right. It's crazy. It's insane to me. So, anyway, that's all I got. That's that's my six Southern stabbing. So, hopefully that uh, was good for you guys. I was trying to think of something Southern to say. But, yeah. No, that was wonderful. You did a phenomenal job. Pretty did I? <laughs> yeah. I was displeased with it. I mean, there could have been some more information, but clearly there wasn't. So, yeah. I have a lot of answer- questions. I don't have a lot of answers. I need answers to my questions. What are your questions? Maybe we can figure find answers together. I mean, we can't. There aren't any. I know. Yeah, no, I have a lot of questions as well. That's what I'm saying, though. It's super confusing. 
like why did he mutilate the fifth body and then the last body was a single gunshot wound because like he did escalate each time and the last time he was just like one shot done right did he know the fifth person like did they have some sort of a history is that why right was this man was terry was that his name was he openly gay his name was michael terry michael terry was he openly gay or was he we'll see that's one of my questions too like what was his motive why did he kill them right well that was my question too like maybe he wasn't openly gay so maybe it was like anger at himself right i mean that would be that would make sense to me but because like i said i mean this was the 80s so anyone that watches american horror story knows the most recent episode is on the gay community the lgbtq community i think it's probably set in the 80s i don't know i don't watch that it's during the aids pandemic in new york city <laughs> i think it's in the 80s i mean yeah that's would make sense so yeah says the global pandemic of hiv aids began in 1981 that's what i thought so yeah i mean maybe that was his i don't know i don't know yeah that's kind of annoying that there's nothing it's super annoying honestly that's why i took so long to have it prepared because i was just annoyed well maybe someday there will be a documentary on it no i don't know it's pretty crazy but yeah so anyway Thanks for joining us on the sixth day of podcastmas. We'll see you for day seven tomorrow, but Frost will be in one minute. Y'all come back now, you hear? Okay, thanks. Bye. Let's blow this pop stand. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard and want to support a small podcast, please give us money at www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked, where you can join one of our three tiers at the $5 level. We've got the moderately wicked for $7 a month, we've got the awesomely wicked. And for all of those high rollers, big ballers out there, we got the $10 level, the extraordinarily wicked. As a member of our Patreon, you are entitled to bonus episodes. Uh, you also get a one-time shout-out on our podcast, as well as some other cool little extra things going on there. So come on over. Join our fan club. Feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked or you can literally just search weekly dose of wicked and we'll pop up because we're the only ones for a direct feed of our podcast please go to www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com great news you can now listen to us pretty much wherever you like to listen to podcasts that's right, folks. We are big time. You can now hear your weekly dose of Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Plus Alexa, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Podcast Index, Overcast, Castro, Castbox, and Podfriend. The only place we can't seem to get ourselves on is Pandora. So we'll let you know when that happens. In the meantime, make sure to come back next Wednesday for your Weekly Weekly Dose of of Wicked.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.